You are listening to Word, a weekly word from the world's bestseller. Amichai Lau Lavi's New Bible Blog, a Jcast Network production. To subscribe to this blog, to read this blog, and to learn more about Amichai Lau Lavi, please visit amichai.me. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Here's the weekly word, another password to the riddles of our lives. This week's word is words, dvarim. The weekly Torah portion is dvarim. How many words you read a day, how many words you speak and hear, how many truly penetrate and reach the core to make a difference in a life? Thousands, daily, maybe more. Instructions, descriptions, greetings, gossip, shared dreams, occasional pearls of poetry, crude comments, status updates, curt courtesies, white lies, seductions. We are perhaps the most word-inundated generation in human history. What's the price of this verbose inflation? What place of honor do we give the single, simple, spoken word? I realize the irony of writing this in a blog named Word. A try as well to minimize and focus. At breakfast in an Upper West Side diner yesterday, I catch up with my friend G, an editor of an online news magazine who keeps scanning his smartphone for urgent texts and laments the state of the industry. It's not about the content anymore, about nuance. It's just about what catches people's eye and drives them to the site to boost the numbers. A talented writer, he yearns to pause and take the time to write with care a much-awaited novel. Later that day, I lunched with JTS Chancellor Arnie Eisen, a privilege, in the seminary's courtyard. We talk about curriculum for binnacle studies, and he tells me of a recent study that shows how most universities are shrinking their humanities departments, favored less than computer science and more practical skills. Harvard, Stanford, Yale, he shakes his hand. History departments are closing down, not to mention literature and philosophy. It's all about the bottom line, not the soul, not poetry. What can we do to coax students back into the humanities, into what it takes to be fully alive? It's good to be back in conversation. Big ideas and questions, old friends, good teachers. Welcome back to New York City. I got back on Sunday, pumped a bike, thanks Allie, biked up Riverside Drive on Tuesday morning, back to JTS for three summer courses back-to-back, Jews in popular culture and antiquity, a queer midrash, and a course with Eli Holzer about dialogue as an educational approach to the art of life. That's not the academic description, but I think that is the point of the course, and perhaps the point of all learning. In the ideal learning environment, we don't learn to just gain facts and make connections. We learn to be in dialogue with others and to grow within ourselves, emotionally, morally, spiritually, to become better beings. It's not about the bottom line. It's about the process, one word of the time, true learning. Also, it isn't just the words that are shared, but how and why we do so. That's what makes a difference from data to depth. The nonverbal matters just as much, if not more, than the text. Words are as good as the intentions with which they are created. This may seem obvious to anybody who watches more than one TED Talk or a Bat Mitzvah speech, but when it comes to the study of sacred stories, say, scripture or Talmud, in fairly traditional study or ritual settings, this is a big shift in perspectives and approach. 
The role of the words is different. The goal of learning is not about accumulating details or knowing stuff. It's about being better at being human. It's about the subtext, not the text. I think that's what Eisen was talking about at lunch, and what my friend G was lamenting. We're drowning in meaningless words, and something in our lives goes missing. So how do we refocus? How do we write and read less so we can gain more? How can learning not be about trained skills, workers to do more doing, but rather pause and be more being? That's what Moses tries to do this week, as the fifth and last book opens with the title simply words. Devarim is that tricky Hebrew word that means both words and objects. Words are things, the solid mass that melts reality like smoke or water. Moses is the man whose words did not come easy, and he delivers his ultimate sermon and the word Diber, spoke, appears over a dozen times in this portion alone. He recaps the journey to the people who've been on it as we get to listen in and learn the lessons. He keeps talking about conversations, the ones he's had with them, the ones they've had with God. And perhaps it's the most important lesson. Moses reminds us how to pay attention to the fragile force of words and the vital role of attentive conversation. Some words, he says, are spoken at you. Others are shared with you. It is a small and giant difference. Moses learns this the hard way and becomes the ultimate role model. He learns to speak with the divine, face to face. Each word black fire on white fire partners in a careful conversation about what it's all about. I want to be more in the type of conversation with the world that is about speaking with others, not at them. As a teacher, co-worker, learner, father, lover, friend, I want to pay more careful attention to what words I say or don't, and how and why and how, and how to really listen when others share theirs. And maybe that's why I'm here at JTS. I'm learning how to be a rabbi, like Moses. Or in other words, how to use words wisely and how to really learn and how to really listen one word at a time Shabbat Shalom